Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. can hear you can hear everything i can hear oh <laughs> part, pardon me in advance uh, i'm just getting over a cold so i may get the occasional you know that's, oh bad that's, noise that's i'll okay. try to mute when possible oh, that sounds so yeah that's good <laughs> i i apologize <laughs> don't ever but, uh, apologize welcome. for being human like so george w it, bush We'll get into that. Well, we'll get to that next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, in case you missed the last five minutes uh, intro, uh, this is movie sucktastic. That's right. That's right. Scott can now hear. He's like, uh, what's his face from uh, Johnny Dangerously? <laughs> I can see, but now my I favorite Martian. Yeah, I can never remember his name or Pappy from I, Popeye. He's, but he's dead. He is dead. He was also in uh, most famously, other than my favorite Martian. Mr. Hand in Fast Times at Ridgemont High he played Sean Penn's teacher. Yeah. But he was also uh, in uh, the challenge that we did two weeks ago, Galaxy of Terror. He was he was in that film. That's right. Yes. And speaking of dead stars, I have to point out real quick, I was oh, watching boy. Poltergeist 2 with my wife. Well, I saw that you and, were watching uh, Poltergeist, the first one as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had to watch that on yours because apparently I only have the Rift Tracks version. I don't know how that happened, you, but uh, this is what this is what I recommend. I'll make it very brief. You can have the Rift Tracks version, but you need to have the original audio so you can switch back I, and forth. I normally do. For some reason, I didn't for this. That's why I started that wizard for some reason because I normally have a copy with the regular audio, unless it's something I really fucking hate, <laughs> um, like Avatar. Uh, well, there you go. 
Uh, but um, anyway, we were watching anyway. Poltergeist 2, and it gets to the part where, where Caroline's talking to her grandmother, and her grandmother says uh, something about growing up, and Caroline says, I don't really want to grow up. And I just said, don't worry, you won't. Oh. And uh, I regretted it instantly, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of those like, like double takes that I do, and I just go like, what? What? <laughs> what? You'll get a lot more of those tomorrow night when we go see Jigsaw! That's right. We're seeing Jigsaw tomorrow night. Uh, now, obviously, now is not the time or place to find out what you want to eat for dinner, but we'll get into that later after the show. Uh, I still so don't know what, to, what I want to eat. But yes. I know what uh, I blood. Blood. Let's play a game. I'm just angry that I did not get my torture porn t-shirt made in time. And actually, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to wear it anyway because I'm coming to your house directly from work, and that's not corporate-approved uh, dress. Is, no. Uh, well, torture porn if you had it, you could always just throw it in the back of the car and then wear it when you got that's here. That's cheating, though. That's cheating. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, we will be seeing Jigsaw tomorrow night. Um, apparently, it opens tonight. Like, like, I could have got tickets tonight for, like, a 9 or 10 o'clock showing. And, ironically enough, when I bought the tickets, that's actually what I did. Because I just assumed it was opening Friday. So I click on to buy now, and <sighs> it says, Great, you are ready to see Jigsaw at 10 o'clock Thursday, October 26th. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Hey, boy. <laughs> so I had, and you know what? I will say this, though. Fandango has gotten a lot better because if I had done this, say, a mere year ago, I would be making a phone call and having to wait to talk to a real person to get refunded for the tickets. Now, I can just go online and get refunded that way and it put a credit on my account and then I just use that credit to get the tickets for Friday night instead. It was so simple. I thought I was going to cool. have to, like... I thought I was going to have to, you know, call someone and just deal with that crap. Go through your own version of Saw. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I will I will preface our, our discussion of horror films by saying that I have already done my power marathon through all seven Saws with my wife. She was there for all of them. I uh, I, I haven't rewatched any of them in, pre in preparation for Jigsaw, and I feel like that's a mistake. Big mistake, but I'll, don't worry. I'll fill you in on the drive. You'll film me it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's going to be a short drive. The theater is, is only about 10 minutes away. I'll get it in. Well, you could film me in all through dinner because it's a 10 o'clock showing, and even if you got here at 7 o'clock, we have three hours to kill. Oh, we'll, oh we're going to kill. There will be killing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what, 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 what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, um, did you watch that film... That I mentioned that I saw. Sadly, I did not. Damn. Because there was a hospital visit this week. Nothing major, but right. I, I, but the week got away from me. All right. I so would still like. I, I would still like to talk about this movie, though. Please do. Please okay. do. Uh, my wife and I we watched a film called "It Comes at Night." And here I'm gonna. I should have done. I should have did this already, but I'm going to pull up the IMDb info just so I can get everything correct. Okay. Now, I saw the trailer for this. Oh God, months ago, 
probably back in like May ish. You know, it came out I in think June. I did. Now you haven't I think seen I did too, but I, I don't remember much of it. Well, don't rewatch the trailer. You will have a Can much you? you will have a much better experience with this film if you don't watch the trailer. Because All right. this is one of those films that A24 is the studio. They're known for making art house films. Uh, films like Swiss Army Man uh, just is the first nice. thing that comes to mind. So I I was when I saw A24, I was like, okay. We're probably this is a horror film. We're probably gonna it's gonna be more on the um, artsy side, maybe more cinematography. Maybe it's gonna have a look. It's I was expecting a slow burn. Let's put it that way. You're sl- you're expecting a Baba Duck. Yeah, and Mare and I we watched it and she hated it because if you watch the trailer, I can understand people hating it, and the reason for that is because. It the, the trailer does not represent everything that's in the trailer happens in the movie, but they portray the film in a complete. What they show you in the trailer is not what you get in the movie. The trailer will make you think that it's a horror film. It'll make you that make you think that it's has all this tension. It'll make you think that uh, you're going to get these uh, jump scares because that's what the trailer tells you is going to happen. And it could not be further from the truth. It's a romantic comedy? It's a romantic... No, of course not. But everything that you see in the trailer, any kind of horror element or any kind of tension, and uh, I don't want to give anything away because I did enjoy the film in the end, but it's misleading in a very, very big way. So the main story is this family... Uh, who the main actor is Joel Edgerton. He has his wife and his son. They live out in like this remote part of the countryside all by themselves. There's a disease that is spreading through the whole world and it's basically the plague is what I can gather. It's like the modern day plague. And this person breaks into their house because he has the whole house on lockdown. They have a very specific way of doing things uh the house gets locked down they travel in twos uh they have a water system that they figured out because the the, you can clearly see in one of the shots where it says this container says dirty water so it's also uh, i'm under the impression that water might be the way that the plague is transmitted just because they go through great lengths to show you that they have this system of cleaning water uh there's no everything is it's vague and it's vague on purpose because it leaves a lot to the viewer to decide certain things. There's that. So then this person breaks into their house and he tells him that he has a wife and a child, that they're 50 miles away, and that he's just desperate. So he leaves him outside for a full 24 hours because also watching the film, you get the uh, the information of if you have any symptoms of this plague, it's going to happen within 24 hours. So he leaves him tied to a tree for 24 hours, and then he goes and he visits him, visits him the next day, looks for sores on his hands, sores on his body, because that's, that's a telltale sign that you have this plague. Doesn't see anything. So his wife and the son talk him into letting this guy and his family into their lives. 
They get on the road, and all of a sudden, almost immediately, are ambushed. Now, when that happens, there's two men that uh, Joel Eckerton's character, Paul, just immediately kills. The guy seems a bit distraught, almost like, what'd you do that for? They never explain that in the movie. And they do it on purpose, I think. So to make you feel like you're... Tr- like you're you're guessing like like they're guessing. So he goes and he gets the wife and the kid, he brings them back to the house, and everything seems great, but then things start to slowly progress towards other things that end up happening towards the climax of the film. When I say slow burn, I fucking mean slow burn. Shit does not happen for a long time. There is we some talking, very there, there's some very uh, we good talking, well, um, Oh, I know what you're going to say. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck, we just reviewed it. And I was, and I said it, I would have to challenge you to a Ty West film. Yeah. What, what, the, fu- <laughs> well, uh, what the fuck was that? Any, any Ty West film. No, the movie that, we, that you challenged me to, where I was like, is, I'm waiting for something to happen. Waiting for something to happen. Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. No. Yeah. It was the Lords of thinking- Salem. I was thinking any Ty West film. Right, but it, it, no, it's slower than The Lords of Salem. But it's it's saved by some very good acting. It's saved by some very good um, uh, visual cinematography, all in that kind of um, wheelhouse uh, for the cinematographer. It does a very good job of painting this picture for you. Um, and... The it comes at night is also vague, and it seems vague on purpose. Uh, not to give anything away, because I won't, but it, it is purposely left vague. You don't know really what's happening. Even after you watch the film, you kind of scratch your head and go, what the fuck was that? Now, that can be good, and that can be bad. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm the really, ending, I really the, wish I'd seen this before we had talked about yeah, it. The, the, the ending, there's no guessing. I mean, you, you know the ending there there's no oh, so, guess. There, so the ending explains everything it doesn't explain anything but you know when you get to the end of the film what the inevitability is there's no okay. guessing of okay well you know what's going to happen like you know what's going to happen okay the, the ending isn't left vague you know what's happening but everything surrounding this plague or disease or this monster this it it's all purposely vague. You 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 you're just grasping at straws trying to figure it out. You know, um, the opening of the film begins with the. It's the father, the mother, the son, but the grandfather is in the very very beginning of the film, and he's visibly sick. He has the sores. He's groggy, and they're talking to him with these uh, gas masks or masks with some sort of air purif- purification on them. And she's talking to her father. She's saying, you know, it's okay to let go. It's okay to let go. They wheelbarrow him out into the, uh, you know, the, the outside field, uh, foresty area that they have. And then they, they burn him. They cover him with gasoline and they burn him. Okay, as you Alive? Would... No, he's dead. He dies. Okay. And then they, oh, okay. they burn the body. That's what they do to dispose. Skimmed over that part. I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, no, no, it's not that interesting. Uh, but as with anything with... 
like and the reason why I say plague is because the surefire way and even back then they were burning bodies. That's that's the way to yeah. stop the disease. So kill it with fire. Kill yeah. it with fire. So that's they they go and they burn the body. And anytime they encounter anybody that is diseased and dies, they get burned. Um, so, the, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, she's got the gas mask on when she's talking to him. It's very, very clear that you don't get near inf- the infected because you will contra- uh, contra- uh, contract whatever they have. Oh, sure. So, and, you know, again, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to give anything away. So getting into you know. details, you can't really. The only thing I can really talk about is how misrepresented the trailer is. But how good the acting and how good what you get to see on screen is. But if you look at the, um, if you look at the, and I hate to bring this up, but it is a very huge contrast. The Rotten Tomatoes score. The Rotten Tomatoes score is in the 80 percentile. You know, the critics rated in the 80 percentile. I think it was something like 88 percent. The viewer score is f- like 44 percent it's a it's like literally cut in half it's abysmal and and the reason for that is because the trailer is so misleading people were thinking that they were be, that they were yeah. going into this this horror film because the music that they use they you know the music that they use in the trailer it it brings out the tension that you think you're gonna see you really don't what you really are seeing on screen are two families trying to survive the fucking modern day plague, and it, it it's a slow moving film, you know. Okay. Shit doesn't really ever happen, um, but I I liked it. Mayor didn't. She hated it. She was she was in agreement with the forty four percent. I I uh... I wasn't in agreement with the eighty percentile, but I if I were to rate it on IMDb, I'd probably give it a seven. Now, speaking of your wife... A hard six, but probably a seven. Yes, what about the, my wife? My uh, wife... Did you, did your wife watch Goodnight, Mommy? She did not. But I okay. did. I watched Goodnight, Mommy. And you think it's okay for her to watch it? I do. And I want to know what that result is. I know, I know, I know <laughs> when you... When that know, happens. I know you do. Now... <laughs> now... Good night, mommy. How much are we yeah. going to talk about with this film? Because this is, in the end, again, not a horror film. This is more like the Babadook. It is a psychological, like th- I can't even say thriller, but I would say it's a, a psychological. It's a horror thr- film. Kind of. You know, yeah. What? Why? Why is it not a horror film? Well, the last is it horrifying? The, the last thirty minutes is probably horrifying. Horror, horror films are, I mean, this whole idea of like, I mean, horror is a, a broad genre. The good first, night, is it Good Night Mommy? Good, good night, night Mother? Good Night Mommy. Good Night Mommy. Yeah. It's a horror film. The first hour and ten minutes, very much like It Comes at Night. Slow burn. You you get these little bits of information as you go, but it's, but yeah, it's but very it, good. It, it builds. It really does build. Yeah, yeah. I um, I did not find myself unlike Lords of Salem, like, uh, one, saying, what the fuck is going on, and two, when the fuck is something going to happen? I did not experience experience that with Goodnight Mommy. 
Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the build that this film developed. Now, I, I figured out the the twist, I guess you could call it. Oh. Um, not right away, but early on. I would I, say... I, I, the, I am the same way. Probably in the first 45 minutes. First act, I'm like, I have suspicions. Absolutely. And yeah. how much are we going to talk about it? Because we can go into real detail about that. Do we want to? Do we want to spoil this? I don't know. I mean, all right, I, let's not. And you know what? We'll we'll talk about it off air because there's some cool stuff that I want to talk about that would just ruin it for people. And, and we'll talk about it after your wife watches it. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about a film I don't mind ruining. Okay. Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. Yes. So anyway, good night, mommy. Highly recommend seeing that. If oh, anyone yeah. if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's uh, it's uh, about two or three years old. I think it came out in 2013, 2014. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I would put it right up there with the Babadook as far as like quality horror films. Absolutely. I I think uh I think I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. It it's just and there's little nuances throughout the film that you got to catch, you know? And if you catch them it makes it's a, a smart film. Yeah, it makes a much better viewing experience. And if you don't catch them, rewatch it and see if you can catch them. And or if you want, you can you can probably go online and read about, you know, these little nuances that you might have missed. And it just you're like, "Holy shit, I missed that. Oh my god, that's right. Oh wow, that makes a lot of sense." You you find yourself doing that. I didn't really have that issue the first time I watched it. I caught a lot of the little nuances. Uh, but there were certain things after I read some things online, like, oh, God, that does make a lot of sense. And then once you read something, it kind of like dominoes, you start thinking, oh, shit, that's why that scene was like that. Oh, that's why this was like this. And then it kind of just, uh, you know, topples, topples over in your brain. But anyway, I, I don't like it when my brain topples over. Me neither. I'm not a big fan of it. Alien Covenant. Now, I saw that uh, like two or three months ago. I didn't see it when it first came out. I saw it a little bit afterwards. Uh, when it was, yeah, I just uh, got around to on, it. On demand. So, this is basically, this is a sequel to Prometheus, but still a prequel right. to Alien. Now, I will say, it's better than Prometheus. It's a way fucking better than Prometheus. However, however, and, and there are certain things about the film I like. Um, I like the acting to an extent. Yeah, it's solid. I have no problems with that. Danny McBride what? can't go wrong. Oh, Danny McBride. Yeah, sure. But I mean the other characters too. Uh, I even liked how a lot of the action and the the pacing of the story was portrayed. I thought it was well done in that respect. Right. Now the big drawback is. I've seen this movie before. That is true. Um, it, with, everything it, that happens in this formulaic. film... Formulaic is a good word. You know how this film is going to end when it starts. Yeah. There's no, mis there's no mystery... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there is no <laughs> mystery whatsoever with this film. Every time I, saw that I would see something, you're like, oh... I know where this is leading an hour from now. That's not fun. No. Yeah, especially yeah, when you... I mean, um, yeah. 
it, you, you shouldn't be able to just say, oh, shit, this is where they're going with it. That's when you know you got a problem. Well, that That's like, um, uh, what's the name of the actor that plays uh, the um, Oh, the, 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 the android? Um, what's his name again? Oh, that's, what's his, uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't have uh, anything pulled up. I'm oh, totally unprepared. Wow, why can't I remember his name? I used to be so good at this, then I had children. Uh, <laughs> stupid kids. Uh, Danny McBride, no. No, not Danny McBride. Um, um fucking... Well, Mag- Ma- he's fucking Mag- Magneto, yes. Fuck Michael yeah, Fassbender. Fassbender. He's the new Magneto, yeah. He's the new Magneto. Uh, the minute Magneto. you see him, I mean, they have the whole prologue, uh, yeah. uh, which is just... They, they brought back is, Guy Pierce to do it, too. Right, and the prologue is like a is a um, is a prequel to Prometheus. Prometheus, just like the the uh, the prologue of Prometheus was a prequel to the creation of mankind. So, whatever. Anyway, as soon as you meet the uh, character Walter, who's played by Michael Fassbender as well, you're like, okay, I know how this is going to end. <laughs> and if you don't, then you're not paying attention. Yeah. I mean, it's even it's even bad enough where, when you have Walter and uh, what's what's the other guy's name, uh, David. When you have David and Walter, uh, when they meet for the first time and they go back into David's like lair and he pulls out a flute. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, that's starts going into somebody soon. Starts fluting. Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, I'm I'm going to ruin that part for you right now. Minute because the minute I saw it, I, I I even said it aloud. That's going in somebody's neck. <laughs> I I'm not I'm not psychic. It's just any like the way he's holding it too. And uh, yeah, all right. You know what? CGI is advanced enough. An actor playing a flute with himself for five minutes. Yeah, it's not as impressive as fucking split screens on uh, different strokes. You can cut that shit now. <laughs> Seriously, I, it's not even worth it. And it, it, I mean, they telegraph everything about that so much. And everything in the film is fucking telegraphed. The, the, uh, now, the only thing in the film that's not telegraphed, because it has no bearing on anything whatsoever, is the 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 captain, the new captain of the ship, after the little to-do in the beginning. Right. Um, he's a priest. Oh. What yes, bearing? Yes, he is. Yeah, he, he, this is brought up and has absolutely nothing to do with anything for the rest of the film. It's They, <laughs> they, they allude to it as if there's supposed to be some kind of under underlying like message or story about it there's not everything that character does everything the way everything everything that uh every way that character acts everything throughout it you could have made him uh you know a, a fucking engineer wouldn't have had any bearing whatsoever yeah. anything because there was it, it was just there to like inject like oh yeah religion because aliens religion yeah no shut the fuck up <laughs> it's it's you're 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 just pandering. You're pandering. It's it's like it's like the it's the pandering from Prometheus notched down fifty percent, but it's still there. Well, it's Ridley Scott. Uh, they really should be getting yeah. somebody new. Well, uh, they should be getting somebody new to direct alien films at this point. No, no, they should have stopped making alien films. No, because they have nothing no, to no, 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 no. It, it's still uh, a viable no. franchise. There's still no, it's yes, not. no, yes, it, it is. No, there is still it, an audience it, for the alien franchise. No, no. If there, if if it was a viable franchise, still they wouldn't be remaking the first film in their supposed prequel. Everything in this fucking film is a copy of the previous Alien film, well, of I, Alien. I don't know how much 
new an you aliens. Can, you can do an with aliens. aliens. Exactly. So it's no longer a viable franchise. Fucking stop it. But I would at least like to see someone other than Ridley Scott try and do an alien film. And I'm not talking about those fucking no. Alien vs. Predator guys. Just a regular alien film. No, no. Because now he's trying to reinvent it. There's like, got the to be, the be a way to do an original film. Do the fucking Land War. It's, uh, it's called just do an original film. Just drop, drop the fucking alien thing altogether. They've been talking about doing the Land War for Alien forever. Where where it makes it to Earth and we just they they breed there's millions of them that whatever thousands millions and then it's a land war you can let prob- it. you could probably do something interesting with that let it fucking die <laughs> for love I was talking to a coworker the other day uh, it was like oh uh, about Spielberg and saying like, yeah Spielberg had predicted the uh, fall of Hollywood I was like well of course he fucking did but, you know because. Fuck him, and um, and and as as one of the things they brought up as evidence was the the lackluster performance of the Blade Runner sequel. It's like yeah, every, critics loved it, but no one went to see it. So it's like that has that's not Hollywood failing. That's just it's it's one of their methods of of like trying to ensure money failing. No one gave a shit about a Blade Runner sequel. No, even though I've no. I've heard it's excellent. Yeah, but nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it. There were no unanswered questions from the first film. The first film was, uh, again, not a fan of the film. It is a classic work. It was a groundbreaking piece of work. And to to revive it now, just because Harrison Ford's trying to get in some licks, uh, I just, it's, 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 honestly, if Harrison Ford hadn't said, yeah, I'll do it, probably wouldn't have happened. Probably not. I would put money on that. Yeah. Exactly, and, but, and considering but no, he's how, doing how Solo, so he's like, yeah, what a, what other franchises can I come back and haunt for another fucking twenty million dollars? You know, um, it's yeah, and, and I haven't seen it. I'm not criticizing it, but w- w- why didn't anybody go to see it? Because no one cared. Well, and, and and the first film, it didn't. The first film didn't uh, garner huge box office success either. It's groundbreaking no. as it as it was, and kind of in a lot of ways still is. It's just yeah. one of those films that gained popularity through the years. Famously known for how many different, uh, you know, cuts of the film and different endings and all of that. Exactly. Yeah, and um, I, I told the coworker said the fans of, of Blade Runner haven't been clamoring for a sequel. They've been content watching eight different versions of the film for the past thirty years. They don't give a shit. No, exactly. So yeah, and again, Alien. Just 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 fucking go back and watch Aliens. Because there's um, nothing new. But it's, I, it's, but it's, I, it's, but it's I will like... say this, though. And this... A film that wasn't popular when it came out initially had to gain popularity, success, money, all through the years, was the original Blade Runner. Now, the yeah. Stephen King film It, record-breaking opening, 130 but... million, R-rated, Blade Runner 2049... Also R-rated, but almost three hours long. And but you want to go back to my what I've been saying for fucking forever is you don't remake great classics. You remake shit films. Well, yeah. And... So you take a great pro- you take a Stephen King property, which is always hit or miss to begin with. I mean, yeah, you, yeah he has a lot of blockbusters there, but there's a lot of Stephen King duds too. So he's not instant box office. There's more duds but, yeah, than than success with Stephen. I'd, King. I'd say fifty fifty. I would say fifty. If, if it was more does a success, he wouldn't be. They wouldn't yeah, still be. And you know what? If Frank Darabont didn't direct uh, three of them, 
it would it absolutely would be less. But anyway, Darabont has is- has done three of three realistically the best Stephen King uh, uh, adaptations ever, other than Stand by Me. That's it. That's though, and 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 you might let's like let's say we don't count the Mist. The three best films ever made is Stand by Me, Shawshank Redemption, and The Green Mile, and two of them were done by Darabont. That's a separate category because that's non-horror Stephen King. That is correct. If you want so, to do straight up horror, you're though, probably talking those. The Shining. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, what, <laughs> what I was, was saying, that? What, what the fuck was that like? Uh, not that, well, I've just been trying to make the same point for a couple minutes now. Um, oh my god! My point is, why did that film make so much money? Because they didn't go back and take a, a, a hugely successful Stephen King film right. and try to remake it. They didn't say, "Oh, let's redo The Shining," you know, a film that people had go over before. They say, "No, let's go back to that disappointing made-for-TV version of it and redo that." Oh, yeah. so everybody that liked it was like, "Oh yeah." That TV show is kind of lame, but although even though we like Tim Curry, and that's the only reason anybody remembers the goddamn thing, let's go see this. And it was also happened to be a good film, that's so all I've heard. So uh, there's that too. Yeah, no, that's true. They, they, uh, I I've uh, never it, been a fan of the original Stephen King's uh, TV movie, It, ever. Uh, t- like like you just said, Tim Curry was the only real thing that drew me to it. Um. But, the only reason anybody remembers it is because of Tim Curry. Yeah. Honestly. No, this. You this, don't hear people talking about um, Tommy Knockers. Not yeah, not even for Jimmy Smiths. No, not not <laughs> even for Jimmy Smiths. Not even for and, Jimmy uh, Smiths. I, I only bring up the Langoliers because I'm a sucker for time travel films. But. Or was Jimmy Smith in the Langoliers? That's what I meant. The no, the Tommy Knockers. No, Jimmy Smith was Tommy Knockers. He wasn't Tommy Knockers. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. It, and I think that's why The Stand is probably going to end up being successful because of the success of it and also a disappointing TV movie. Exactly, because they've, ne- they've never really fully adapted it. And, and I believe that's The Stand the is going to were... be two parts, just like oh, what they're uh, doing with it. No shit. No shit. Well, that's but, like uh, an 800-page <laughs> book. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't squeeze three out of it. But, uh, but again, it, like you said, a disappointing adaptation – and it's something that like they would have done properly twenty or thirty years ago, if but it would have cost like three hundred million to make. Probably, now with the, yeah. Yeah, now with CGI, they can do it for a fraction of the cost. Why not do it? That's why. The, that's why they did the Dark Tower. Who? Do, I mean, I you know I guess there's there was a fan base for the Dark Tower. I was never it, so I'm not. Me neither. Tap into that, but uh, I don't even know how well that did in the theaters. It did. I mean, uh, it did horribly. It looks and it looked boring. It did look boring. And they had Eldris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, and the trailer was so secretive. And they were doing the, you know, watch, watch, uh, not Good Morning America, but it was like tune in on this day to this show, and you'll see the trailer for the first time ever. And it was like, who yeah. fucking cares? They were building up this hype for it's like the Dark Tower, the Dark Tower, Dark Tower, and it just nobody cared, and it showed in the box office. Yeah. I... I'll look it up real you know, quick, but I'm but, pretty sure again, it, that, it, it did but that's very again, poor. That's, what, that's why I say Stephen King, hit or miss, 50-50. Uh, but, you know, they'll make their money back, na- you know, nation, na- uh, international, so who cares? Yeah. Now, um, I should get numbers yeah. for Jigsaw at some point tomorrow. 
Well, we're gonna review we'll review it tomorrow night after we're done. I think we'll try uh, to. I, I think, I think we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. If we'll, not, we'll we'll record it early. Like maybe we'll do it Sunday or something. Sure. Well. Um. Oh oh Sunday Sunday. I mean like 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 this Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Might it might have to wait? Well okay maybe. I'll, I I, I got we'll, a lot as of as soon as we can. I, we'll do, we'll, yeah. we'll get it out before the next movie Sucktastic. How about that? We'll try to. It's got it. Well. Yeah. If not. Whatever. Anyway, uh, the budget. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Dark Tower cost sixty million. It made fifty million domestically. It's actually that it did better than I thought it did domestically. Made sixty-one in the foreign market. Ended up making hundred and eleven million. So, it actually made money. Well, again, they, they can't lose money these days. You tell me, show me a film where they actually. I mean, they'll claim they lost money because that's how you pad the pockets. I mean, sure. But it had but an opening weekend of 19, 19 million, which is actually pretty respectable. Yeah, but before it gets to the accountants and they move shit around, yeah. they're not losing money on anything. They can't. It's it, just the, it's it opened just up the, in the markets. Thirty-four hundred theaters. That's a lot of theaters for a movie like that. Although it did get a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, they wouldn't be green. They wouldn't be red lighting so many fucking uh, hundred million, two hundred million dollar budgets if uh, it was that hard to recoup. It's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, so you got any other films to bring up after Covenant or? Um. Just uh, I. Good night, mommy, oh. and um. Real brief, real briefly. Yeah. Um, uh, the the tweet that ruined mother for you. Yeah. I I told. Uh, I told Holly uh, about it, and she her short response was, "That's what you get for following her on Twitter." Really? Yeah. So I like, so I need she, to she I need like, to, I need to unfollow me, her. Like, she well she asked me she's like why is he following her on Twitter? She says I don't know. She followed well, she was, followed she followed me first. I don't follow so? dude. I don't follow anyone on Twitter. If I get if I get followed by someone, I return the favor. I don't fuck. Like, yeah, because so I because I because the art student because I fucking tweet. <laughs> Give me a break. The, the, well, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to accept that. The blame does not go on me. Yeah. It, it is not. <laughs> you can fucking take that back to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't go on me. No, I don't think so. I agreed with her, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I was upset. I didn't think of it first. <laughs> yeah, I don't follow anybody unless they follow me first cuz I don't do shit on Twitter. I just Except happen to I just happen to yeah. art students. Listen. Again, <laughs> followed me, return the favor. All right? And look where I got you. Yeah, it's that's Did you see the film yet? No. No? Okay. I got I'm 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 dying to now. Yeah, well Marsh cuz Mare, she always reads ahead. She can't not know stuff. Like, we'll watch a TV show where it'll be like the you know season finale, and she'll go and read about it. I'm like, what are you doing? Why I, even bother? I'm even fur I'm even further than that now. I'm I'm beyond like not reading stuff. Uh, well, uh, earlier this week, Holly asked me, so what do you you know for Jigsaw? What do you what do you think they're gonna do? It's like I, I'm I'm not even I'm not thinking about it. 
Yeah, no. So, I, but you think they'll bring this character back? I'm not thinking about it. I, I, I don't even want to try to guess. I don't. I'm going. I'm going in like as if I've never seen a Saw film before. I, I don't want to. You know, it's yeah. why would I try to? That's why it's so disappointing when you watch stuff like Alien Covenant. It's like, it's like Jesus Christ. Could this be any more fucking transparent? I, I it's, it's not. <laughs> just tell me what you're gonna do. Save me an hour and a half. Yeah. No, I'm very much looking forward to Jigsaw tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, I didn't even watch any of the previous films, so I might even watch the film, and you might like elbow me and be like, "Did you get that?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I didn't." Uh, I'll save it all for afterwards. Well, you know what? I'll probably do because I've seen all the Saw films, a, you know, a few times each. I can go sure. and and just read, you know, just catch up by reading, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that'll be be good enough. Uh, you got a memory for films; you don't have to. I, I I do, um, thankfully, but I'll probably still read up a little bit. Just any just, of the just, horror films you watched recently, or um, other than Good Night, Mommy, and It Comes at Night, those are the only two new things that I watched. I can I I do have a couple of other films that uh, I've seen recently, uh, but not for the show. Okay, and one's a classic, and it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh wow! I mean, wow. Yes. Man, yes. Man. You remember? You remember that one? I remember when I watched films like that. Yeah, that that's the type of film that you watch, and people don't like clowns. So even back then, people really just Racist. had had this affliction with clowns, and so they said, "Let's make Racist. a hor- let's make a horror movie out of clowns." And instead of just making a horror movie with normal looking clowns, these are like really fucked up, like seriously fucked up looking clowns. And the well, film is, is well. Killer, killer clowns from outer space is one of those eighties, eighties, right? Eighties, nineteen eighty-eight popcorn. Just yeah. Well, it's one of those eighties like intentionally bad horror films. Yeah, midnight cinema type movies. Yeah, but it's it's not like it's not like the eighties horror films where they were just trying to make horror films like uh, Chopping Mall, where there right. was no irony involved. No, this it's, one it's it, purposely it, cheesy. Yeah, it's all it's got cheese. Yeah, it's, I would now. That's that. I would call camp. Camp is Killer another Clowns. good. Yeah, it's absolutely camp. Um yeah. it's a very fun camp film, though. You can't help not but not like this movie. I, I have a weird feeling. If I went back and watched it now, I, I'd be less amused. You think so? I, I'm getting. I'm getting a little bitter in my middle age, so I don't know. Hmm. I, I'm guarded with that one. I, there are ones I'll admit right up front. So yeah, I'll watch that shit any other year. But uh, that that's one where I really feel like if I go back, I'm like eh, I guess the moment <laughs> was, you well, know, like I'll go back and watch uh, um, uh, Night of the Creeps. I'll watch that right now. Oh sure, I'll, I'll still fucking love it. I don't Thr- care. Thrill me. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but something about Killer Clowns was it was. It, it, I liked it at the time, but it kind of, you know, the problem with camp is camp is pandering, and, yeah. and pandering only works so much. Well, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm not against, I'm not anti-camp. You know, I'm I'm sure I could pay, but I'm I'm, I'm not as into it as uh, it, it's it, it's like forced irony, or I I don't I don't know I, I'm. Well, uh, it, you know, and the main plot of the film is that. Uh, clowns they come from outer space and they start killing people people. that's really all there is to it and it's campy and you know i'm looking at some numbers here because i did pull it up it came out may of 1988 so it was considered almost a summer film 
two million dollar budget made fifteen million dollars. I'm actually surprised at the amount of money that it made and how there was a title like that. There wasn't a sequel, right? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't. Well, again, wh where else are you going to go with it? They really exhausted it to the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there was some really clever stuff. I like the whole popcorn angle, and you know, they did all the stuff with the uh, the clown car and the the balloon oh, yeah. animals. I mean, they 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 really they really like ringed it out. They got all the juice out of that. They got all the blood out of that stone in the first film. You know why? Well, you know, the thing is, too, it's a PG-13, and I I never really looked into it, but you always felt like this probably should have been a harder rating. And I wonder if it was cut back to appease the MPAA to get a PG-13. Not that I'm saying that it was... Um, it was... What? I'm not, not that I'm saying that it was in any way an R-rated film or even... It teetered on the border of being an R-rated film, but I could see that it could have been, and maybe some scenes were cut back to get that 13. I would be no, curious that, if there was ever an uncut version of this. I don't think so. I I, I remember enough. I, I, that film was was designed for a broad audience. They it, weren't trying to lose the 13 on the crowd. This is also the t uh, this is also a, a period in time where the MPAA was. Harder on films than than usual. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah, the whole um, Morton Downey Jr. Uh, um, Tipper Gore bullshit. Oh yeah, and uh, NC seventeen rating had come out not that much, uh, you know, uh, later. No, that was in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, this was eighty eight. Right. The NC seventeen came out what nineteen ninety one, with uh, uh, Henry in June was the first yeah. film to get it. I think. That sounds. That sounds. That sounds close. Who? Henry in June. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the first uh, film to get NC-17. I don't think so. Really? I I I don't well, think so. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But anyway, yeah. And you know what's always funny about the NC-17 rating is a lot of people think that you need to be 17 years old to watch an NC-17 film. That's a that that is a rating that is completely misleading. But what NC-17 actually stands for is no children 17 and under. Meaning you have right. to be 18 to watch the movie. Yeah. Well, technically you don't because it's not a legal rating. It isn't? It's not given by the MPA? The, the, rating, the, the, the ratings are it's self-imposed. It's not a law. So if, if a theater decided to let a 15-year-old into an NC-17, the parents can bitch, but there's no law against it. The first NC the first NC seventeen rating was given on October fifth, nineteen ninety, to Henry and June. Oh, I could have sworn it was something else. The film about a love triangle between Henry and June Miller and uh, Ani Nin back in the thirties. I thought it was mm -hmm. Henry and June. Go me. I, I for some reason I, I thought it was something else. And I want to say right. the second film to ever get it was the film Whore. Maybe that's the I'm movie you're thinking that. of. No, no, it wasn't that. Um. But yeah, that, I mean that's my point when I when I say it's like it's not it's not a legally binding rating. It's just it's a self-imposed industry rating to prevent the government from rating the shit. So that's why libraries don't adhere to it. You know right. that. Well, of course. Yeah, so I mean libraries don't give a shit. We've rated R or whatever. Kids can rent it. They don't they they don't support it. Because mm -hmm. um, they have a problem with censorship. Go figure. Uh. And. Um, 
but you know, I, I don't think I, I, Killer Clowns. I, I disagree with you. I, I think it was a hundred percent made for a PG thirteen audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Uh, um, the I, film Horror also came out in nineteen ninety. Um, so that was the second film ever to get the NC seventeen rating. Wow, right, two and you... two in the same year. Yeah. Oh, get that. out of here! Wild at Heart also initially got an NC seventeen, and it was re-edited, and it got an R. Oh yeah, there's a couple scenes in there. I can see that. Yeah. Sure. That was uh, that was rough. Take a yeah. bite of peach. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the whole fucking scene. Well, yeah. I, I mean that right there. Um, I, I want to bring up quickly, uh, you know, I, <laughs> Holly and I watched like two or three horror films in a row. Um, I'm not going to go into all of them in detail, but the one, I, one of them I watched was, uh, the Greasefield incident. Oh, what is that? That sounds That's familiar. Another, fa- another found footage just came out oh, this year. God. Uh, aliens and a uh, guy with a, p- puts a camera in his eye. Really? Because he lost his, yeah, because he lost his baby. I, don't, it doesn't make sense. That, that, that part's fine. It you know, we, we get like that. Sense. Um, it, it just like everything else. It's a it's a blatant just copy of Blair Witch. There's nothing really new it brings to the party. However, the weird thing was uh, we watched Gracefield Incident and The Darkness with Kevin Bacon from 2016. Oh, <laughs> like in, have you seen that one? No. Uh, it's one of those ones like it's got like a zero Rotten Tomatoes rating and like, everyone hates it. Um, it's like really low. We watched both of them. I think and and they weren't good. But the thing that pissed us both off the most was it's like there's this trend now where all of a sudden horror films have happy endings. Oh God, really? Yeah, and I'm, I'm ruining both of them for you. I don't care. Um, great <laughs> like Gracefield incident. Like it's it's like every like every fucking found footage film you've ever seen. They're supposed to end with. You know, everybody dies because it's found footage, and uh, and like even the like the Gracefield incident it starts with uh, uh, you know a, um, alien FBI files have been uh, declassified, and this were these were the videos that they had, and the, for some reason they edited them together in an entertaining format, and so like it's it's just like the big reveal at the end is hey guess what everything everything turns out fine so what what the fuck are you talking it, 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 the only thing worse than sitting through the whole thing, waiting for the inevitable ending, is to have something even worse happen where nothing even mattered. <laughs> just, I mean, you're supposed to even have, like, at least have, like, that, like, the scary ending where it's like, oh, you know, it's a happy ending. Or is it? <laughs> it's a horror film. Come on. You know, it's, even Poltergeist ended on, like, a down note, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean they survived, I, but like their whole life was torn apart. This was like, hey, yeah, you know, and he pulled the TV out. He, uh-huh. uh, I mean, what the fuck happened? Did it's it, just, did it, it was I, just. Did it not test uh, well, and they changed the ending? I no, I don't know. I don't think so because these like, these films aren't. They don't test. They don't test found footage films. They crank them out and throw them at the audience. It's like I Come can I, I can see it comes at night testing very poorly, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to change it." Or maybe the director said, "I'm not changing the film," and they said, "Well, we need to make money, so we're going to really just yeah. we're going to give it this trailer everything we got." That that's when you're making a fifty million, hundred million dollar budget film, and you're and you want a big opening weekend. This is like direct to video shit. They're not testing anything. Oh, was somebody wrote this oh, okay. and they wrote the ending and said, "Yeah," and they all lived happily together. So what? Oh, 
Uh, we it was just like, you know, we're watching horror films for Halloween, and we watched these two things in a row. So, motherfucker. <laughs> like in the darkness, not only do like they the whole family survive and like and, and flourish at the end, uh, the the whole thing is like this. They they take this autistic their autistic son on a trip to the Nevada desert, and he digs up these uh, possessed stones, and he brings like these ancient uh, uh, Incan or whatever. Uh, demons to their house, and it's going to bring about the end of the world. It can't just be about the family; it has to be about the end of the world. <laughs> the end of the and world, and of course, yeah. But you you can't you can't throw the end of the world against Kevin Bacon because it's going to lose. <laughs> uh, but but not only do like to defeat all of it at the end, like it even cures the kid's autism. Get, no, I I fucking swear. <laughs> I swear they don't they don't they don't really say cure, but they kind of imply that yeah now he's actually like, like like it starts with he's withdrawn and like doesn't talk to anybody. At the end he's playing soccer and he's like ah. He used to be so like he used to be so good yeah. at math and now he's flunking. <laughs> yeah, but but he's happy and he's playing he's outdoors. It's it's just it's almost insulting how oh, happy wow. the ending is. He just he used to love Judge Wapner and now and, he could care less. You know, actually. The, the best part of the dark the, the, the thing I want to say about the darkness is it's a bad horror film but the right. one thing I had respect for was I thought it actually played the the complex dynamics of a household with an autistic child very well because they, they did a lot with like the daughter being like uh, angry that they, they spay, pay extra attention to him and then the mother is like like uh, is you know kind of smothering the kid a bit and ignoring the daughter and the husband's like, hey, you know, what's going on here? But she's like, oh, you don't understand anything. The house is haunted. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but they, they, they kind of play it all. It was like, I, I felt like I was, like, if you took out the demonic part, it's like a Lifetime movie. It, it really, there was would, a lot of, I thought, I, w I was actually enjoying this, the family struggle. I, I was you actually know? going to bring up Lifetime movie when, when you <laughs> said it had a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's well, even a lifetime ending would have had a bit wouldn't have had as happy ending as this or did. Hallmark but, Channel movie. But but the, the thing that really got me the most was they had this really happy ending. But they have a neighbor with a dog that they start yelling at in the beginning. So they are so again. It's one of those things. Oh, gee, the neighbor's dog is always barking. I wonder how that's going to turn up. <laughs> and so, long story short, uh, the one of the demons comes in the form of a wolf and attacks the daughter, and they blame the neighbor's dog. And like they actually take the dog away, like the the, the pound, and you know they're going to kill the dog. Of course, they don't just put him, they, they don't put him in jail for a couple months. They they take him away and they put him down. Yeah. Shortly after that is when Kevin Bacon figures out that it wasn't the dog; it was actually like this demonic coyote. And I keep and I I keep waiting for the scene where like he goes and like gets the dog out. He t like he tells the cops, "Hey, I, I made a mistake. It wasn't that dog." And it never comes. <laughs> and I'm watching the kid play kickball. I said, oh yeah, you, your kid your your kid's autism is cured, and the neighbor's dog is dead. Isn't that always the way? What what the fuck are these people thinking? <laughs> I think I just read something recently about this blind woman taking care of uh, a dog, and it turned out to be a coyote, or some shit like that. <laughs> Or like maybe she wasn't blind, but she's like she was hard. She she was uh, she had bad eyesight, or maybe she just didn't realize it wasn't a dog, but it was a coyote in the end. <laughs> so I think out of all, all the films we we talked about tonight, the only one you should actually watch is Good Night, Mommy. Probably, uh, although yeah. it comes at night, it is. 
Oh, and, and it comes tonight. I'm sorry. It, it, it is it is a good film, but just don't watch the trailer first. Avoid it if you can completely. Basically, yeah. Basically, every film I mentioned, avoid like the plague. <laughs> uh, good night, mommy, and it comes tonight. Watch both. Expect slow builds on both, but they're both very good. Uh, and don't watch the trailer for it comes at night. I can't. I cannot stress that enough. Right. You'll just so be disappointed gonna... if you watch it because you're going to be expecting a completely different movie. So we're going to watch Jigsaw tomorrow night. We'll try to get a review out as soon as possible because I know everybody's waiting for us to talk about it. Of course. It. And uh, we're actually going to stop the show tonight at a solid hour, and we're going to start up Strangers in a Strange Land again. Yes, 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 yes. I'll be hosting tonight, uh, letting Scott and his father just go at it. i got some clips to play, and I'll interject when I can. Um, Woo! Yeah. But, uh, all right, I guess we'll go ahead and end the show then. You have any? Yes, yes. Yeah? Okay, let's go ahead and do that. Um, words of wisdom? That's at the very end. Oh, that's right. We didn't get that far yet. Come on. I'm sorry. You can hear the music now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, episode 257 of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, Continuing with our Halloween specials every week. Next week will be the last one before we move on into November. Um, who knows what we'll talk about then, but... Uh, well, Tusk at some point. I don't know, maybe if you oh. watch Tusk, we'll do it next week. Uh, because Tusk, in the end, is a horror film, so... Anyhow, uh, as always, thanks for joining us. Make sure you visit our website at moviesucktastic.com. Listen to the show there. Uh... Download the show there, or tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us while we do the show live. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic, and everything that we talk about as far as trailers, when we go live, it's all put there. You can go to iTunes and you can download the show there as well, uh, or you can listen right on the iTunes site. You can also go to... Um, our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com and Scott maintains that. He does a real nice job. You should go and visit it. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 if you want to email us. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com Download the free app for your Android devices. 100% free. Everything I mentioned is in it, including the ability to listen to the show. Take oh, yeah. Take it with you in your car, hook it up to your sound system, and guess what? You're listening to us on the go, right from your phone, inside your car. doesn't get better than that, and it's 100% free. It really doesn't. And that's about it. Do you have any words of wisdom? Live or die. Make your choice. <laughs> Beautiful thing. Jigsaw, bitches! <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Torture porn! I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs>